Hey Gratitude Seeker, today I will share with you the things that I've learned from the Balinese people about gratitude. So tune in. First, like always, let's take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. The first thing that I've learned from the Balinese people is how much they appreciate each other and how much they appreciate us, the tourists. And I've learned this especially from Ari, our guide on our last day in Bali. And since we're at the last day in Bali, I promised on Facebook and on Instagram that I will share the story behind the picture where both me and my girlfriend are jumping and we have a wonderful view behind us, the Agung Mountain, the volcano, and also... We are basically at the gates of heaven. This is how the gates of that particular temple are called. But the funny thing about that picture is that I was feeling horrible. The morning before the two-hour car ride to the temple was absolutely awful. I couldn't get much sleep and at about 5 a.m. when we were supposed to go, I threw up because I had some kind of food poisoning and all along the two-hour ride and at the temple as well, I was feeling really bad. And just a few minutes after taking that picture, I threw up once again at the temple. The good thing is that it was under construction and it was an area where they were building things and of course, like all temples in Bali, It was outside, so it wasn't that embarrassing. I think I know what caused the food poisoning. And in future trips to Bali, I will make sure that I will stay away from that particular food. But I want to be honest with you and I want to share the the whole story. And I think it's, it's only fair to do so. Because on Facebook, it would have been weird for me to share the story. And I don't like typing too much on the phone. But what I believe is that many of the pictures that you see that seem so perfect on Instagram or on Facebook, the ones that you compare your life with, aren't that perfect actually behind the scenes. And people don't usually tell the whole story. And I wanted to to give you my example as a perspective and as a way of understanding that it's really not a good idea to think that your life is less amazing because you're comparing yourself and your life with um, only the highlights of other people's lives. But getting back to to Ari, uh, who was amazing, by the way, um, he carried my bag when we were going up the, the hill to the temple. He was very supportive and helpful. The monks at the temple were also very 
understanding and helpful. They they covered my situation with some sand. Like I said, thankfully they were. It was a work in progress there, and they had a shovel there, and everything was fine. But as I was saying, Ari was amazing. He took pictures of us, even though we only paid for the car ride. And he was very helpful and humble, and he he helped with whatever he could, and I appreciated that very much, even though I was not feeling too good. But the way he interacted with people there, it felt like everyone knew everyone, and we actually asked him if if they if he knows everyone, but they interacted in such a beautiful way, in such a humble and um, like heart-to-heart way that it was really touching. They were smiling and laughing and very relaxed. There was a warmth that you don't usually see in in the Western world. Also, I felt like they appreciate us, the tourists, as a godsend. And in some way, it's true because... Ari told us that, for instance, when Mount Agung was active, the volcano, for one month, he didn't have any work. And even though he's about my age, he's expecting his second son, and it wasn't really too easy for him, especially taking into consideration the fact that his family was living in the area that was evacuated because of the volcano. We also talked with women that were selling on the beach. We bought a few things from them and we were curious about their story, about their life. And even though they were selling us things, they did it with such grace, humbleness and appreciation that it was a really unique and pleasant experience. And they were really peaceful and happy with what they were doing. And I think this has to do with the second thing that I've learned from the Balinese people about gratitude. The fact that they start their day with a prayer of gratitude and with an offering to the gods. Like I was saying in the previous episode, they have an abundance of flowers, of exotic fruit and of tourists. But they don't take that for granted. Each day they start their day with gratitude, with appreciation, with prayer. And that helps them see the abundance and the blessings that they have in their life. Unfortunately, we only met with Ari on our last day there. But next time we will go there, he invited us at his place to pray with his family and also to go together at um, their temple. I'm actually thinking about putting together a retreat, a gratitude retreat in Bali, maybe next year. So if you would be interested, let me know. If there are enough people interested in it, I will start putting things together, and we could spend some amazing days together in Bali. So let me know if you would be interested. We will definitely go there once again. The third thing that I've learned from the Balinese people is that they're living in the present moment. 
What I didn't see in Bali was stress. Even though for for us, for instance, when we were on the road and we had scooters coming from the left and from the right and all kinds of crazy traffic, it was a bit stressful in the beginning because we weren't used with that and we didn't understand why they were honking their horn so so many times and until we understood their language it was um, it was pretty stressful but as we were heading home or we were going to different places in Bali I was looking at the driver and he was so relaxed and so chill even though from our perspective the traffic was a mess and another thing that was pretty amazing that I appreciated about them. At one point we stopped at an exchange office and outside the office there was a big like I think two meter dollar sign with a hole in the middle where you can take a picture. And even though the drivers were like 40 years old or something, they were like children playing there. Like they wanted to take a picture Uh, They were smiling, they were having fun, even though they were during work, basically. But they were enjoying themselves, even though it was something really simple and probably they've been there in the past as well. So it was something simple that they really enjoyed. Yeah, and I forgot something about appreciation. They were saying hi on the streets, being really friendly. Some of them, of course, they were salespeople and they had to do this and it was part of their job. But I felt that it was really authentic and they didn't care whether you actually got to buy from them or not. They were still friendly and they were still appreciating the fact that you are there. But getting back to the present moment, imagine instead of seeing many frowned faces, seeing smiling faces in traffic. And the third thing that I've learned from them is that they are happy with simple things. I didn't see their luxurious cars or people that are really fashionable It felt like the appearances didn't really matter. They didn't feel a need to look as if they are more thanks to their things. It didn't feel like they identify themselves with the things that they own. Like it sometimes happens in our society. And when no one does this, it's it really affects you in a positive way. Like you don't need to have a bigger car or a bigger house or bigger things to impress others. You don't feel the need to compare as much. And you feel somehow that you are okay the way you are and you don't need to be really, really ambitious to do big things to, uh, to show off or things of this nature and I'm not saying that that it's that is a bad thing but 
you feel a certain sense of peace, of acceptance, of simplicity there. Most people have scooters and I've even seen whole families on a scooter and you didn't see them unhappy or um, thinking about how bad they have it because they have to be like the man, the woman and the child and I think I saw a scooter with two children on it they were happy, they were okay with where they were and they were appreciating their life as simple as it is and after coming back from Bali I saw the wedding of the prince from Bali and it was very interesting that even the wedding was somehow simple like they only used the things that nature gave them to make the wedding beautiful most of it leaves and flowers and everything that you could find there on on the island and the people that were working on the wedding were volunteers it wasn't anything extravagant even though he was schooled in Australia and this leads us to the fifth thing that I've learned from the Balinese people about gratitude they respect nature they respect the animals even though like I was saying in the previous episode the animals like the monkeys can really be a pain in the and even though they are they respect them and they see them as part of nature and they even give them freedom to be in places where tourists are tourists are as well and they they have like a monkey police like for instance if a monkey steals something from you you have to go to the, to those specific people taking care of of this uh, of these monkeys and they will do their best to recuperate your your object also we've been at uh, Tanalot temple which is a temple that is usually situated in the ocean basically so depending on how lucky you are uh, when you go there you might need to go through the ocean a bit like walking through the ocean to get to the temple and um, it's said that it's guarded by snakes honestly I didn't see many snakes there but it's really beautiful to see how they integrate nature with the temple like they respect the fact that there there are snakes there and they see it they see them as guardians of the temple and it's a really beautiful and interesting perspective also they appreciate their plants quite a lot they water them each morning since they they have so much heat and um, so much sun they need to water their their plants and they look so beautiful and so vibrant thanks to the care that that they're offering them and as I was saying with the flowers they 
instead of throwing them away or something like this, they use them as offerings to the gods. And one thing that shocked me was the fact that they only eat about once or twice a day and they mostly eat what nature gives them, meaning coconuts, all kinds of exotic fruit like bananas, um, mangoes, uh, dragon fruit, I think. And even though they are poor from our point of view, they don't feel poor. They feel abundant even though they don't have much. And I think that's a really interesting perspective. The one problem that they have there is education. Many people work hard to get their children through school because education there is very expensive. But the interesting thing is that the fact that they see the, the people that come to Bali as blessings, they actually end up being like that. For instance, Ari told us that uh, his firstborn is in school and is sponsored, let's say, by an Australian that um, visited Bali with him. And the school isn't extremely expensive, but taking into consideration that their salaries are between 100 and 500 dollars, for them it's quite expensive. And since we had such a great experience with Ari, we, we left him a good tip and he was very sweet that he, he said that this is too much, this is too much, I, I, can, I can't accept this. But it was very interesting for us to see that what wasn't much for us was a lot for him and he was very grateful and very appreciative of the gesture. And another thing that was interesting for me regarding their respect for nature was the fact that even though they live in a part of the world that is prone to earthquakes, to tsunamis, even to volcanoes erupting, they were somehow appreciative each day that they didn't have that experience. And I'm not sure I haven't asked this, but I feel that, for instance, they have many dragons, like many dragon statues of many kinds. And what I believe and what I feel is that they are the impersonations of the power of nature. And each day they show the respect for that. And I think this is this is quite inspiring and quite beautiful as a perspective because they could live in fear. They could think that you never know when you need to move from your house because you need to go away, get away from the volcano or from the tsunami or um, when the house might not be there anymore because of, a, of a, an earthquake. They choose to live life differently and with appreciation rather than with fear. And I think this is the best way to, to conclude this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, I've shared a link on Facebook about 
a global gratitude summit. It features some people that are really big in the gratitude space, scientists, the people from Cafe Gratitude, some people that I wanted to have on the podcast but haven't been able to, to do so yet. You can get free access to the online summit by going to the link in the description. I think it's georgianbenta.com slash global summit. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to always keep seeking and spreading gratitude. Thank you.